AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk. Comedians or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. You're listening to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network, where we offer you podcasts of the supernatural and the unexplained. Get ready now for Shades of the Afterlife with Sandra Champlain. The thoughts and opinions expressed by the host are thoughts and opinions only and do not necessarily reflect those of iHeartMedia, iHeartRadio, Coast to Coast AM, employees of Premier Networks or their sponsors and associates. You are encouraged to do the proper amount of research yourself, depending on the subject matter and your needs. I'm Sandra Champlain. For almost 25 years, I've been on a journey to prove the existence of life after death. On each episode, we'll discuss the reasons we now know that our loved ones have survived physical death. And so will we. Welcome to Shades of the Afterlife. It's dawned on me that what we haven't talked about in a long time is animals in the afterlife. Today, I want to introduce you to Charles Peden, who is a animal communicator, medium, and more. So Charles, welcome. Thank you, Sandra, for having me on. It's a pleasure. You're most welcome. So where should we begin? One of the things that people talk about, and we need to address that early, is the other side. Okay. When we talk about the other side, I think it's a misnomer, because I don't see it as removed from us in any way whatsoever. The only thing that's removed from us is our perception. So when someone is in spirit, they're just as much here as x-rays, gamma rays, or any other invisible energy form Mm -hmm. that to us is beyond the spectrum of the naked eye. And for some of our scientific instruments at this present time, it's a challenge. But if we were to talk about x-rays and gamma rays 300 years ago, you'd be saying, what? Oh, <laughs> yeah, are you referring it's impossible. To? Even the wireless internet that's around us oh, right absolutely. now. Oh, absolutely. Which, is, of course, is how we do what we do with telepathy. <laughs> it's all binary code, is my understanding. So after discovering the ability to communicate with those in spirit, my wife had asked me, she goes, can you connect with someone at will mm-hmm. as opposed to just having someone show up? And so she asked me to connect with her grandfather. And there's 15 specific questions that she asked, very specific detailed ones, like, what did he find on the side of a road and come back and give me one day as a gift when I was eight? Wow, that's specific. Okay. Okay. Hold on a second. Mm, he's showing me a, it looks like a long-headed, long-necked, it's about six, eight inches. Um, it's a stuffed animal. It looks like a horse, but it's kind of a weird neck. She goes, yes, it was a giraffe, stuffed giraffe. Mm. I'm like, okay, that's pretty good. <laughs> Real good. And she asked me, she goes, what kind of work did he do? He responds. He goes, well, it's cabinet work. I do carpentry, but I do finished cabinetry in kitchens. Uh-huh. 
she knew he was a carpenter. She didn't know he did finished cabinetry in kitchens. So she had to call her grandma that next day and ask grandma what grandpa did for a living, which she confirmed it. So after asking all those questions and getting them so solidly verified, we realized, okay, there's definitely something going on here. Now, at that point, we were living in Benicia, uh, which is a little bedroom community in the North Bay, uh, East Bay area, um, you know, near San Francisco. Mm-hmm. My um, wife, she had made a friend downtown who uh, had this little bookstore. It was a metaphysical store. I wasn't real keen on the name because I didn't consider what I did to be a fairy tale, but it was called a fairy tale. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and so uh, he uh, told me, he goes, hey, your wife informed me of what you've been doing, what you're capable of doing. Would you like to perform readings uh, for the public at my store? Hmm. A, he goes, I could advertise it on my email list. Um, you can come in one day a week and we can see how that works out. Yep. I'd never tried anything like that. I was like, hmm, interesting idea. Didn't know animals could talk yet. Only was talking to human spirits. Okay. And this yep. was May. So remember, I was a complete skeptic uh, at the end of January. Yep. By May 17th, I was starting to do readings for the general public. Oh, my So the gosh. first day, I had eight appointments back to back. Gosh. I had no idea what I was doing. I just knew I could talk to spirit. Mm-hmm. And I figured, as long as I can talk to spirit, I'm good. I'm golden. I, I don't even need to do anything. I'm just, a, I'm just a switchboard operator. So I go and sit down. And my first client sits down. And she goes, so what do you see in my career? I'm like, oh, snap. <laughs> Couldn't get briefed on this one. Yes. Not sure. Oh, wait a minute. You work in a hair salon. And you've got a new business you're opening up. And the lighting is key. I keep seeing the lighting. And it's such a big deal. And you've got this partner. And I can see that there's too many cooks. And I start going into great detail about the relationships. about, And I nailed everything. I gave her very sound business advice that she was extremely grateful for. Are you just seeing it like in your imagination or knowing things? It's, or, it's a combination of things. Huh. So. You know how, and I, I have to go back to the uh, the references to like um, computer programming and stuff like that because yep. that's how I understand it. You know how when you have an Atari game card, you know those uh, cassettes or just yeah. you know you plug them in, plug and play. Right. There's no loading required, right? Right. It's just instantly there. There's information there, so that's one way I receive information. It's called a direct download with no knowledge of receiving the information. It's very frustrating for me to receive it in that fashion Uh because I don't have an opportunity to process it. It's just there. Okay. Another is a very clear, I hear it. I can hear sounds when your cat's talking to me. Sometimes I'll hear their purr in the exact way it comes across. I might hear their meow or your uncle's raspy tone of voice Mm -hmm. or your aunt who has an annoying high-pitched laugh. All that stuff comes through. Okay. And I'll cover how that's all possible in just a moment. But for me, it's really a very visceral experience. I hear, see, smell, taste, feel, emotions, and physical sensations. Nothing is off limits. So to me, it's like strapping into a roller coaster ride every day. (laughs) (laughs) You never know where you're going to go. No, and it's emotional, sure. Oh, extremely so. Today, no exception. So um, after discovering the ability to communicate with this person's um, information that she was seeking, and it wasn't just someone in spirit coming through, but it was actually real-world questions and being able to give real-world advice as Mm -hmm. opposed to just hearing grandpa say, I love you still, you know? (laughs) It was like, wow, that's kind of exciting. That was different. Didn't expect it. Next person sat down. She goes, I'm nervous. I've never done this before. I go, that's okay. So am I. I've never done it before either. Little did she know. Right. And I see this dog coming through. I see this this German Shepherd, 
And I, I say to my client, I go, I got a German Shepherd here. Does that mean anything to you? She goes, oh, my God, goodness, that's my sister's dog. And she jumps up, and she, her sister was in the store. And she goes, hey, sister, come in and sit down. Dog tells me how old she was when she passed, what her cause of passing was, so on and so forth. Wonderful connection. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, wow, dogs in spirit can talk too? That's cool. That's cool. That was my thought, too. <laughs> like, that changes everything. Yeah. That's exciting. Because what I was discovering is if I went up and tried to practice on connecting with someone's loved ones in spirit, they, some people got squeamish when I said, can I connect with your grandma? <laughs> and they're mm-hmm. like, what do you want to connect with my dead relatives for? It's right. kind of weird. And yet, when it came to the animals, I discovered very soon uh, you could say, oh, by the way, I see your dog walking with you. Oh, my goodness, you've got an Australian Shepherd, don't you? He's eight years old. He tells me he drowned. So they're like, oh, you've got him? You've got Sparky. Can I talk to him? And it was a completely different reception. Sure. Uh, so that's one of the reasons I do focus on animals so much. I enjoy doing both. But mm-hmm. the animals was a really good uh, way to kind of get your foot in the door with the whole concept of there being an afterlife. Right. And being comfortable with those ideas and such. So after that first day of readings, it became very clear that this was something that was going to definitely mm-hmm. you know, work out for me. Sure. And I was the head of the North American Sea Glass Association. I had a business called Buy the Bay Treasures. I was leading guided beachcombing tours and kayaking tours. I was on the Travel Channel. Wow. Um, I was on Coastal Living Magazine, uh, the San Francisco Chronicle, NPR, I was not hurting for press. I was yes. not hurting for your attention. I was quite happy doing what I was doing. I was not looking for anything else in my life. I was content. Yet there was this thing happening. And I started doing it, like I said, on the side, one day a week. Uh-huh. And pretty soon it got to where I'd answer the phone, and it was by the Bay Treasures. And the company still exists because I sold it in 2008. Uh-huh. Um, I answered the phone, and there, it goes something like this. Yeah, I've got those drill bits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, diamond tip. Yeah, they'll drill the sea glass real well. Mm-hmm. Did you have a stillborn female six years ago? Oh, jeez, Charles. This is an actual one that happened. Oh, my gosh. And she goes, um, yes. And I'm like, oh, my bad. You're not ready to talk about that, are you? She's like, no. And I'm like, about that drill bit order. That's 39 Click. Hello? Honey, we lost another one. I think I need to talk about my career. Yeah. (laughs) And it became a major issue. I mean, everything I was doing, anywhere I would go, it was cropping up. So I couldn't do my regular business without that interfering. Uh And that year, I hosted the North American Sea Glass Festival, over 5,000 in attendance. Like I said, not hurting for attention or something to do. Right. Quite content. But it became clear that there was something else going on, and maybe maybe the world didn't need more people doing sea glass. They needed something else. Right. And so I had that conversation that everyone has with their mother after this happens to them. Yeah. <laughs> Sat down with her and said, so I'm thinking about being a, a ghostbuster or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> you should have heard her response. Oh, yeah, I can imagine. Very well. yes, yeah. Yes, yeah, like yes. a lead balloon. So now she's supportive, but back then, of course, um, no, uphill battle. Right. That was before I brought Grandma through for her. (laughs) And um, so then I think it was about four or five months later, and I was doing a reading for someone on the phone, and I still was holding on to my Buy the Bay Treasures, and I was looking for a buyer at that time. But I hadn't seriously considered it because I 
did this thing where after those interferences with, uh, you know, my business, I said, okay, university got to send me a sign. Someone out there knows what I need to do. Obviously this is becoming an issue. So I got on my kayak and I asked the university to send me a crystal clear sign. Tell me what I'm supposed to do with my career, with my life. I go out in the Carthena Strait for about 20 minutes. I'm just drifting around in the currents. And then I'm gently pushed towards the shore on the north side near mm-hmm. Port Costa. I pull my kayak up to the shoreline and um, I drop it on the high tide mark. And right off the bow of the kayak, six inches to the right, there's a skull. It looks like a human skull, like a Day of the Dead style oh, skull. Gosh. Yeah. It's been sculpted. You know, it's about the size of a gear shift for a 57 Chevy. It's pretty cool looking. Looks like it's plaster of Paris, definitely handcrafted. Mm-hmm. And I look down at it and I'm like, well, could have found an incredible piece of sea glass. I think that answers my question. Right. Oh, yeah. Very clear. Turnaround sold my business in 2008. Probably the worst time considering the economy. Sure. <laughs> sold it immediately. I was shocked. Everything worked. And so then I started to move forward with this full time. And that's when the animals started talking. Charles, this is a perfect time for us to take a quick break. But as you tell your story, it reminds me of a book by Richard Bach called Illusions, The Adventures of a Reluctant Messiah. This sounds like the adventures of a reluctant animal communicator. We'll be back in a moment. You're listening to Shades of the Afterlife on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Stay right there. There's more Sandra coming right up. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. People don't always realize just how much their negative thoughts and experiences stick with them and weigh them down. You may find your brain constantly running through a highlight reel of bad moments. That comment your friend made last week that hurt your feelings. That frustrating thing your mom does or that silly thing you said in a meeting. Maybe it's time to get it all off your chest. Whether it's a tiny annoyance or something much bigger, talking about it can give you some relief and lead you to a potential solution. That's where therapy comes in. It's a safe space to share whatever's weighing you down and learn to process it so your internal highlight reel can focus on the good stuff. And BetterHelp offers affordable online therapy on a schedule that works for you. Connect with a licensed therapist by text, phone, or video call. Start the process in minutes and switch therapist anytime. Let it out with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com shades today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot slash shades. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. The Internet is an extraordinary resource that links our children to a world of information, experiences, and ideas. It also can expose them to risk. Teach your children the basic safety rules of the virtual world. Our children are everything. Do everything for them. 
Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Hey folks, it's easier than ever to become a Coast to Coast AM insider and have access to past shows, the Art Bell Vault with classic audio and interviews, and so much more. And you can listen to the show live or on demand with your computer or cell phone, and the audio streams are high quality and crystal clear. It's easy to become an insider. Just head on over to coasttocoastam.com, the website, and you'll find all the info right there. That's coasttocoastam.com, coasttocoastam.com. Welcome back to Shades of the Afterlife. I'm Sandra Champlain, and we are with Charles Peden, animal communicator. So, Charles, what happened next that you started talking to animals? I'm doing this reading where I'm connecting with this lady, and her father's coming through. And it's a fantastic connection with her father. Just really good material. It's just incredible how much detail he's bringing forth. And after our conversation with her father, um, then the uh, the cat jumps into the conversation. And the cat's telling me, he goes, my name's Maury, but it's spelled in a Jewish way. And he tells me he, he courted his person for three weeks sitting on a tree branch just outside her window. Everything's is, confirmed. Is this a live cat or a deceased cat? That's the kicker. I ask her, I go, you know, this is great and everything. I, I love the connection we're having with Maury, but I have a little bit of a problem. I can't figure out how he died. How did he pass? She goes, he's sitting on my lap and purring. Oh, my gosh. Okay. My response was, um, <clears throat> um, excuse me, I know he's close to you. I can feel that the spirit's close to you. But seriously, how did he die? <laughs> she goes, you don't seem to understand. He's alive. He's alive? Oh, geez, that changes everything. Okay, wow. And this is like seven months into it at this point. Okay. At that point, I'm just in shock. And I call up immediately this person I know from the Sea Glass Association. I know that they happen to have a ranch. I know they have animals. I've mm-hmm. never met any of the animals. I know nothing about them. I said to her, I go, look, I just discovered something kind of crazy. I need to run something by you. I discovered I can talk to live animals. She's like, okay. I said, just roll with this. Um, do you have someone you want to talk to? She goes, yeah. How about Frankie? I said, okay. Your rat terrier? She goes, how did you know he's a rat terrier? I said, well, that's what he is. He's like three, right? She goes, oh, my goodness. Yeah, he's a three-year-old rat terrier or whatever he was. And then I said, well, he tells me he hurts. He he tells me his chest. It's on the right side. He he says the other dogs punk him. She goes, yeah, they were punking him earlier this morning. I don't know anything about an injury. So while I'm on the phone with her, she goes and rolls him over, and there's a puncture wound on his right side, on his chest. Oh, my. She's like, oh, my goodness. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. Thanks for the confirmation. Click. Honey, things are different. That's so <laughs> wild. Oh, my gosh. So then I'm sitting here at a fairy tale. Love the name of the place. Right. Then the next thing that happens is I've got live animals connecting with me. And this gentleman walks in. His name's Peter Wilson. And he's the director of the North Bay Humane Society. 
and he says, well, we're holding a, an upcoming fundraiser, and we're soliciting donations from area businesses. Would you be interested in donating? And I didn't have a client at the time. I'm sitting at the front of the store. And um, I said, you know what? I'll tell you what. I'll, I'll donate a reading. Mm-hmm. You can have a, a half hour, an hour, you know, a gift certificate to put in your uh, auction. He goes, oh, that's fantastic. We'd love to do that. Well, a week later, he contacts me. He goes, I have a problem. I've got this dog that I can't figure out. Can you talk to the dog for me? And so I reach out to the dog, and the dog tells me, I'm from American Samoa. I'm from the South Pacific Islands. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. You're in Vallejo. How'd you come from the South Pacific Islands? Dog like, bring it up. So I mention it to him. He goes, absolutely. We just had him surrendered from the uh, couple that just moved here from American Samoa. Wow. I'm like, you're kidding me. <laughs> really? <laughs> okay. He's talking. <laughs> So I asked the dog, I said, what else you got to say? And he goes, well, the homemade food that you made with the oatmeal and the, um, and the uh, eggs, that was really good. I want more. And, of course, Peter had done that for him. He made some homemade food for him. And so then Peter, he tells me, he goes, hey, listen, um, how about you do us one better? Uh, can you be there in person so that our guests can uh-huh. connect with their animals through you? <laughs> and so, um, long story short, that began a relationship with them over the course of the next several years where I would show up at every architecture event and I would do a fundraiser, you know, um, talking to the animals for them. We also did a film shoot with radio television, Luxembourg out of Europe, uh, right. with them and so on and so forth. It was a blast. And I also got the opportunity to connect with John Provost who played Timmy on Lassie and have done work with him. Too. Oh, that's fantastic. Yes, yes. And his wife, Lori Jacobson, is fantastic as well. Uh, she's a Hollywood uh, historian and author and television producer. Wow. So long story short, I pretty much after that started doing a lot of different fundraisers for like Rehorse Rescue Ranch, um, see here, the SPCA and other groups. Uh, there was even a rat rescue group and so on and so forth. And it was really uh, just an absolute blast. I think one of my highlights was once in Chicago, I was doing a, a fundraiser for a launch of a, a rescue called canineforkeeps.org. And they do bully dogs. That's their primary focus, you know, the bully breeds. So I'm bringing through this pit bull who had a harness that was created for him. And I'm describing this pit bull to this audience. And the and this one woman says, yeah, yeah, I've got a pit bull. But he never had the chance to use the harness is what I'm saying. And she goes, yeah, he died right before he was able to use it. We were trying to retrofit it and get it sized for him properly and stuff. But he died right before he had the chance to utilize it. And his message was, please tell her that even though I never got to use it, the fact that she was doing that for me, meant a lot, and I really appreciate the gesture. Oh. And there was more to it, but that was the, the, yeah. the gist of it. So around the heels of that, I see a monkey. Hmm, okay. It's a Puchin monkey. I'm like, no, uh-uh. No, I'm working with rescue bully breeds. Why am I seeing a monkey? This doesn't make sense to me. No. The monkey's very adamant. They're like, you bring me through. So I tell the audience, I go, guys, I know we're doing a uh, rescue, but, uh, you know, for bully breeds, but uh, i got a monkey here, Capuchin. The woman who I just brought that dog for, she goes, yeah, I know that monkey. It was tied to her childhood, and she had had a really close relationship with the monkey. So I was like, okay, yep, just got to roll with whatever you see, no matter where you're at. Right. One of the big focuses I have, even though it's something that's not, what I would say, enjoyable, mm-hmm. is missing animal cases. Oh, I deal yeah. with Tell us about a that. lot of those. And I recover a lot of animals. Unfortunately, not every story is a happy one. Right. I do recover a lot of bodies, too. And sometimes all we can find is little bits of fur or whatever. 
Yeah. Or we aren't able to find anything on a physical level because of the nature of the predatory environment or street maintenance, sanitation crews, so on and so forth. And so if that happens, and this is what happened today, where the odds of locating the body of this one dog I was connecting with today are really slim to none. However, we reached out to a family member connected to the party who I'm working with. So we now pull in a party that we know for a fact is deceased, human. And we ask them to confirm the connection by describing their age, manner of passing, and physical appearance mm-hmm. to me. I bring that forward. It's confirmed. He actually told me he worked for Pratt & Whitney. It's where he worked all his life. And then he um, confirmed, you know, very clearly, yep, that's the dog. Yep, nope, the dog's not with us. Nope, that's what happened to the dog. And so now, even though we're not going to be able to necessarily recover that dog's physical body, we have a third-party confirmation from someone who we know for a fact is in spirit and who has provided very specific detailed information about themselves. And so it's a way of getting closure, even if it's not necessarily physical, poss- physically possible. So sometimes I'll use that technique to deal with a particularly difficult case. Yeah. Um, on occasion, other animals will discuss where the missing party is. But that's only if the other party is incapacitated and not able to communicate directly themselves. Oh, my goodness. You have a story on your website about a missing... Chewy? Yeah, I think yeah, so. Yeah, that, that was such a cool case. He went missing in Tucson right after his family moved there. And it was really funny because one of my criteria for confirming a connection is no descriptions. Don't describe your animal to me. I don't want a photograph. I don't want to know what breed we're dealing with. I don't want to know what age they are. Right. All I need is a name and a species. That's it. So using that alone, I'll tell you what they look like, how they are, and all that other information to confirm the connection. Then at that point, anything that's brought forward after that has a lot more weight to it. A lot of people are going to ask you, what do they look like? How old are they? What is their temperament? And so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. At that point, there's no burden of proof on your psychic. Right, whatsoever. right. And um, that's not good. <laughs> Because then you can spin anything. Yeah, of course. And I think that's why most of us were skeptical in this whole world of the paranormal. Oh, yeah. So with uh, the process, let me talk about the process a little bit after we talk about Chewy. So Chewy tells me, he goes, yeah, I'm eight, but he's not eight. He's actually a different age. And then when the family tells me he's not eight, I go back to him. I go, okay, how old are you really? He then tells me his correct age. I bring it forward. It's confirmed. Then I ask him again about the eight. And I go, why did you mention eight? He goes, I'm on 8th Avenue. I'm like, what? (laughs) He goes, yeah. There's a roofing supply company, and he starts describing all these details, and he tells me he can't go anywhere because his paws hurt. So they go and drive right to the spot. They drive right over to 8th Avenue. Sure enough, he's sitting right there. He's got water. That was one of the questions. Does he have access to water? He Mm -hmm. confirmed yes. He was sitting right next to a leaky garden hose, and there's a roofing supply company that he was sitting next to. The way he relayed that it was a roofing supply company, he kept showing me those devices that are used uh, to convey uh, roofing tiles up onto a roof. You know, those conveyor systems on uh, trucks? Yes. They're used in commercial application. Yeah. That was pretty cool. Located another cat where the cat described in detail the fact that there was this overwhelming smell of paint in the area, freshly sprayed paint. There was only one house in the neighborhood that had a fresh coat of paint applied within the last week. We found that cat immediately. It was in the yard immediately across the street from that house. And so little things like that come in quite handy. I think one of the more unusual ones was a missing turtle. <laughs> and the turtle, I was like sitting here going, okay, yeah, right, you got a missing turtle? How far is a turtle going to get? Are you serious? 
<laughs> okay, I'll try to keep a straight face. So you've got a missing turtle. And I talk to the turtle, and the turtle describes to me what type of turtle they are, the pattern on their shell, what size they are, and I bring it forward, and it's all confirmed. And I get excited because now I know I have contact. <laughs> and this I didn't is expect so it. sweet. It really is. And, and <laughs> oh. So the turtle goes, I'm in a dirty laundry. And all I can smell is dirty laundry, and I'm being told it's in the boys' room and that the turtle was in the boys' pile of dirty laundry. Well, my client's insisting that her house never has piles of dirty laundry in it. Okay. <laughs> and I'm going, yeah, right. In what world do you live in? Yeah, exactly. But nope, it's confirmed um, because the, the, the turtle goes, but I'm not in the house. I'm in another building. I'm in the laundry room. Hmm. It's in the garage. So I bring that forward. She goes, there's no way my turtle's in the garage because you have to leave the house. You have to exit the door. You have to open another door and go in that door. And there's just no way. Right. Turtle's adamant. I'm in the pile of dirty laundry in the garage. <laughs> oh, this is great. In the laundry room. So she hangs up. She calls me back about, I think it was 20 minutes later. She goes, yeah, we got our turtle. He was in the dirty laundry. <laughs> oh, my gosh. The boy had picked up the turtle four days ago. Carried the turtle in with the dirty clothes and yeah. dropped it in the pile, and the turtle was almost dead because there was no you know, limited oxygen and whatever sure. else and no water, no food. Well, they can last for a while, but you get the idea. Let's take a quick break, and we'll be back with more stories. You're listening to Shades of the Afterlife on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Are you looking for that certain someone who shares your interests in UFOs, ghosts, Bigfoot, conspiracy theories, and the paranormal? Well, look no further than ParanormalDate.com, the unique site for like-minded people. If you like the senior crowd, try ParanormalDate.com slash seniors to meet like-minded people that are 60 plus. It all depends on what you prefer. ParanormalDate.com is great for everyone. You can also tap into members that are 60 plus at ParanormalDate.com slash seniors. Enjoy your search and have some fun at ParanormalDate.com. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. Hey, folks, we need your music. Hey, it's producer Tom at Coast to Coast AM, and every first Sunday of the month, we play music from emerging artists just like you. If you're a musician or a singer and have recorded music you'd like to submit, it's very easy. Just go to coasttocoastam.com, click the Emerging Artist banner in the carousel, follow the instructions, and we just might play your music on the air. Go now to coasttocoastam.com to send us your recording. That's coasttocoastam.com. 
Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Welcome back to Shades of the Afterlife. I'm Sandra Champlain, and we are with Charles Peden. Charles, is there ever a time that an animal gives away something that maybe the owner didn't want you to know? Sometimes share a little secrets. I had a, a, an event uh, that took place not too long ago at uh, Jack London Square, where I was doing a, a fundraiser for the SPCA. This couple came up with their beautiful golden lab. They sit mm-hmm. down, and the dog turns to me and goes, I go to the track. I was like, oh. You you go to the track. What do you do at the track? He goes, I sit in the car in the parking lot. My dad goes in and bets on, on the ponies. And I happen to know that that exit is one exit off of the big off-leash dog park, Point Isabel. And this is um, Golden Gate Fields that we're talking about. Okay. So um, I bring that up, and uh, the gentleman immediately starts walking off. His wife calls off after him. She goes, honey, you gambling again? He goes, I knew this was a bad idea. He rumbles under his breath and walks off. <laughs> I'm like, wow, that was an interesting start. What else you got for me, dog? He turns to me, he goes, my boy doesn't play with me anymore. He only plays video games. And I'm looking at the 10-year-old boy there. And he's sitting there with his mom, and the dad's already gone off in a huff. And so I turn to the mom, and I'm like, well, you know, your dog tells me the boy doesn't play with him anymore. She goes, that's true. But what game is he playing? So I was like, hey, dog, bail me out. What game is he playing? Dog's like, oh, Call of Duty. He shows me the box cover art for Call of Duty. So I bring that forward. Boy's jaw drops. He looks at me, looks at his mom, looks at the dog, and I don't think he'll ever be the same. Got ratted out by the dog as to what he's doing. Yeah, I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> so the bottom line is this. To me, dogs and cats and every single other species, they're just like you and I. There's only one difference. The vehicle we have here. Right. That's the difference. And our experience level and everything else. But a soul is a soul. A vehicle is a vehicle. So when you pull up to a stop sign and the person sitting next to you is driving a little scooter on your left and the person sitting next to you on your right is driving a Mack truck, you don't think any less of them or any more of them. Right. They're just vehicles on the road of life just like you and I. And so at the end of the day, when we all get out of our vehicles, we happen to be on a level playing field. We don't go separate places. They have souls, they're not soulless. And so from where I'm sitting, it's a a very dynamic existence where they're constantly reading our minds on a telepathic basis. The way that that works is through binary code. Yeah, say more about that. Just like a smartphone. You mentioned binary code before, and I didn't know what you mean. When I'm first reaching out to somebody, first thing I'm looking for is a yes or no response. So it's kind of like when you call somebody on the phone, and you either hear it ringing actively on the other end or there's dead air, meaning it's not active, right? Right. So if I go to connect with someone, if they're responding, typically what I'm going to feel is a little pulse of energy, a little feedback loop. And that's the equivalency of somebody going, "Uh uh-huh, yeah, okay, go ahead, you know? Yeah. And if nothing's coming through, they're just not answering or they're ignoring you or uh, incapable of doing so at the time. 
So what happens is it's kind of like working with rabbit ears on an old yeah. antenna where initially you may be dealing with a fuzzy image that's coming in. It's a little unclear. You can get the outline. You can kind of see that you're dealing with a cat versus a dog, so on and so forth. And then all of a sudden the picture just gets crystal clear. The color comes flying in, smells, sights, sounds, it's all there. And so it can be at various levels of either a tentative connection or one that's so connected that you feel like you're experiencing it firsthand. And there's everything in between. And so with binary code, let's talk about what the human body actually does, or any body for that matter. It's a vehicle. So a vehicle has sensors, like your curb sensors that alert you, oh, you idiot, you're scraping the curb. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Parallel parking needs attention. Mm -hmm. So when we burn our fingers, say, for example, you touch a hot plate and all of a sudden you burn your hand. Right. There's a split-second delay. What's happening during that split-second delay between you registering the pain and the pain actually being delivered to your hand or the the burn? Right. Well, there's information that's traveling up your nervous system that's really just a, similar to a hardwired system in a car or anything else. It's just like the electrical wiring. And there's a little packet of data that's traveling up that nervous system, up that wiring, and that little packet of data is comprised of little blips of energy and flat lines, basically binary code. So the same way that your smartphone can show you pictures in full color with movement, like a video clip. Yes, yes. Or um, can, you know, bring across all this text or, you know, you get the idea. The same way all that's taking place, same way that I'm receiving what I'm receiving, no different. I don't need to understand how binary code works. I just need to understand how the interface works. And just like a smartphone, there's multiple sources of information all displayed on one screen. So regardless of whether you're receiving a Skype call from Hong Kong or you are playing a game that's on your hard drive on your phone, it makes no difference. You're playing it on the same screen. It's interacting the same, correct? Right, yeah. Right. Mind is the very, it's the same. There's no difference really. So when you look at your mind, one of the first things to do is start asking yourself, and this is the kicker, did I put this piece of information here? Was this self-generated? Is this a piece of information coming from another source? Okay. What you're looking for is a little energy pulse. The energy pulse is a yes. It's going to feel like a static electrical discharge, a mild adrenaline burst, or something akin to that. Kind of like that feeling you get when the, you know you get the goosebumps on the back of the neck and your hair goes up and stuff like that. Which has happened like 12 times since we've been talking, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it never happened. Uh... Anyways, so what happens is that as you're making connections with those yes and no's, yes is a energy pulse, a no is a flat line, um, it will start to morph into full images and other stuff in your mind. So usually initially the connection's very yes no formatted, but it quickly morphs into a much richer, more, you know, enjoyable experience in the sense that it's more visceral, there's more data there. I'll give you a really good example. I was on a safari and <clears throat> we met this uh Cape Buffalo. <clears throat> and this Cape Buffalo, great buffalo. Uh we'll call her um Sally, uh, not her real name. Okay. I gotta protect the identity. Absolutely. Yeah. So the safari uh, tour guide who was driving the Jeep, he stopped in front of the Cape Buffalo and he goes, does Sally have anything she wants to tell us? We're on film. We're being filmed for this on camera. Uh-huh. 
And uh, I asked Sally, and Sally's response was very quick. And she goes, yes, those apples, the ones he brings by, oh, my goodness, they're so good. And all of a sudden, I got the sensation of this red, delicious apple exploding in the back of my throat. I could feel the juices running down. I can tell you how crisp it was, what flavor it was, uh, how sweet it was, um, the temperature, I could tell you. You know, all these details are coming rushing through concerning this apple that she had enjoyed. So I bring that forward, and he goes, no one knows about that. Oh, it's not beautiful. on her menu, but I sneak her one every day. <laughs> That's so beautiful. And so, of course, you know, she's asking for another one and telling me how much she enjoys getting them from him, which I thought was really cool. So to take that a step further, I was at a dinner party with some SPCA volunteers, and also some people who work in wildlife rehab, which I did not know at the time. I thought it was strictly domestic animals that we were dealing with initially. We're sitting there enjoying dinner, and this one person finally says, so you're, you're the guy who talks to animals, right? I was like, well, yes. Uh-huh. Like, um, so are you picking up on anything today? I said, yeah, as a matter of fact, there's a large bird. And oh, my, oh, that's nasty. Ugh, oh, God. no. <laughs> Whose job is it to feed him microwave-thawed frozen mice? Oh, disgusting. Oh, my, you have no idea. That was the worst flavor I'd ever had in my mouth. Oh, <laughs> I'm sitting at the dinner table nasty. trying to get it out of my mouth. I'm like, hey, more wine, please. And, oh, boy, it was nasty. So then uh, the owl tells me, he goes, and by the way, let me just tell you the difference. And all of a sudden I could taste what it was like to have a fresh mouse in my mouth. And it was uh-huh. like, oh, foodie revolution, uh, revelation. Oh, my, oh, that's so good. I'm going to get a steak tartare. It was crazy. It was like, you know, night and day. That's funny. And this gentleman saying to my immediate right, he goes, yeah, it sounds like you're connecting with my owl. I said, excuse me? He goes, yeah, I work in wildlife rehab, and we've got this owl that just came in. That's my job. I feed the owl the microwave-thawed frozen mice. <laughs> so really, okay, you want to know how he broke his wing, his right wing? And he goes, yeah, we were wondering about that. Yeah, it's his right Amazing. wing. Amazing. Uh-huh, yeah. That was that. Wow. So wild animals communicate at the same level. There's no difference. I'm just stunned right now. We have a cat named Harry, and he Mm -hmm. loves my aunt, loves my aunt, follows my aunt everywhere, cuddles with my aunt. He takes a look at me, and he's just like, yeah, whatever. Like, he doesn't jump on my lap, nothing. And I get, Mm -hmm. I've always thought, well, you know, it's okay. Some animals love people, certain people more than others. And what this is (laughs) telling me is... I like I love Harry, but I like I can mm-hmm. talk to him, I can be with him more, and it's to take more of an effort to and it's fine if Donna's his favorite, but just to love him well, and include that happens him. in every single and that's one of my actual go to questions oftentimes to verify a strength of connection is I was having a chat with a parrot the other day in <laughs> India who had gone missing. This was last week. Well, my, I don't mean to laugh, but it just sounds funny. And it, well, it, yeah, it's beautiful you know, what you do. Wait until but... I tell you about the rattlesnake. Okay. And, or rattlesnakes, I should say. And so I'm chatting with this parrot, and the parrot tells me very clearly what direction he was seen leaving the home, how old he is, mm-hmm. how long he's lived there, what his house looks like in the sense of what his cage looks like, whether it's round or square and so on and so forth. And so I've got a wealth of detail coming. Then I ask him, I go, where are you? He's like, hmm. He's like, oh, I'm having a good time. I'm not in a hurry to come back. And then he says, by the way, the person you're talking to, I really don't care about. I really love the mom, his wife. I'm bonded to her. Yeah. She's my person. I bring that forward, and she's listening in, it turns out. And she immediately confirms. So I'm hoping that he has enough of an emotional bond for that to sing to him and for him to want to come back. 
But there is something I run into, and this is a very, very difficult tightrope I walk, and that is exotics, iguanas, yeah. even fish, and others that we keep in a um, fairly unnatural setting. Right. And with the parrots, unfortunately, they're very, very communal. And yes. so they want to be in a huge flock. I had this one bird I was talking to after his passing. He showed me him flying down the Amazon with all these other birds, wingtip to wingtip. And he's like, I'm finally able to do what I was meant to do. And so that's a really tough area to, to be in. But, um, you know, I have to deal with those too. What an interesting conversation. How many of us have pets around? Even our outdoor furried and feathered friends. What are they thinking? What do they know? How are we going to add more love and make sure we have a relationship with them? They are souls too. Well, we'll hear more from Charles after the break. And who knows what other fun things he has in store for us. You're listening to Shades of the Afterlife on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Keep it here on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Sandra Champlain will be right back. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. The four. The Art Bell Vault has classic audio waiting for you now. Go to coasttocoastam.com for details. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Welcome back to Shades of the Afterlife. I'm Sandra Champlain, and we are here with animal communicator Charles Peden. And you can find him on his website, charlespeden.com. Charles, I wanted to ask you if you think our souls have purposes, and what is the meaning of life? The message from the other side, if there is a general consensus Mm -hmm. as far as why we're here, 
It's to have the opportunity to take a step out of a video game environment where there is no serious consequence for your actions to the point where you can't die on the other side. So there's no uh, challenges like if you're on a roller coaster where you feel like you might be launched into space at any moment. Right. You know, that's exciting. Sure. And when you're in a static environment where there is no opportunity for loss or you have to have loss in order to have gain, then it becomes boring. It's not very exciting. There's no reason for being almost. But I don't want to say it entirely like that. No, I understand. Backpedal there, but yeah, you know what I'm saying. I do. They make it very clear that being here is an incredible gift, that there's a high demand to come here, hmm. that those who come here are aware of the difficult situations they're stepping into, yet they're willing to take those odds and move forward anyways. Think about the child as being born into difficult conditions in any third world country sure. or even in our own. Yes. And I have a firm belief that, from my experience, that they have a pretty good idea that that's about to happen. And yet they're comfortable with it to the point where they're like, well, you know, Beats having no shot at it. I'll take it. Play the lottery? Okay, sure. Let's see what happens. And so it's a way for the soul or for the spirit to challenge itself and to grow and to have these experiences that are visceral in a sense that we wouldn't have them if we were not here. So when you are on a video game in avatar mode yes. or where you're invincible, the game is initially fun, but then it becomes boring and loses its interest because the stakes no longer are there. Yes. So I see a great stream of continuity that runs through our life, and it's not a set of or a series of starts and fits and stops and stuff like that. There's a lot more continuity running through. And people oftentimes ask me about reincarnation. I get asked about it every day. I see where that may take place, but certainly not in the time frame that people think. There's no situation that I've run into yet where an animal has come back to a person during a present lifetime hmm. after passing in an initial body. And the reasons are numerous. One of them being, do you remember your past life? <laughs> not so much, no. Thank goodness you don't. Can you imagine getting in a brand new car and all of a sudden you, you get a quarter mile down the road and check engine light comes on, the windshield's cracked, you can't see through it, the tires are all bald, the transmission's shot, and you turn around and you go back to the dealership and you're like, excuse me, um, yeah, Mr. Car Salesman, you sold me a lemon. He looks at you and laughs for a second. He goes, sir, you have a brand new vehicle. You really got to let that old vehicle get out of your head because it's holding you back. And you're like, oh, that's right. It's brand new. I can actually look through the windshield again. I don't have cataracts. And you're off and running. Yes. So if we had all those past experiences with our physical ailments coming in on our new one, let alone all the material from those relationships and so on and so forth, it would become overwhelming. Definitely. And so as a result, because the vehicles that we have, they don't have an interface that can handle the amount of information that we process while in full spirit. As a result, we have a safe mechanism that shields us from that so that we can focus on this time around doing what we need to do in this particular vehicle. Awesome. If we were to turn around and reincarnate while those individuals that we just had that trip with right. were still living, then we shortchange the opportunity for back-end closure and for the opportunity uh -huh. to watch over and guide them in spirit as they continue to move forward prior to joining us. Oh, that's uh, that's the next question I was going to ask you is when our days do come to depart this lifetime, are we going to see again our pets and our people? 
Absolutely. It's one of the very first things that takes place. And regardless of what time period they're from, and regardless of what the connection with the animal is, I've seen them connecting with us. So I have a client who, she's going to be in her 90s. And one of the readings I did for her, it was actually in a group setting where I had these rabbits come through and they were shown to me as little pieces of rabbit being cut up. Hmm. I was a little bit perturbed. Sure. I was like, uh oh, we got, oh, maybe we had a dog who ate really well and they fed the dog rabbit. All I right. don't know. So I'm trying to figure that out. And um, finally, I just realized, yeah, she's got rabbits that she raised and I need to address that. So I bring it forward and then I tell her about seeing them as food. She confirmed she raised animals for food and they were rabbits. And that ever since I brought through her dog, she'd been worried I was going to bring through the rabbits because she had guilt over them. And so the rabbits came through in spirit and they said, hey, listen, please, we understood our role when we came down here. We knew we were prey animals. We had a sense that we weren't going to last long. It's it's a tough game. But, you know, in the long grand scheme of things, the way we went was much preferable to a predator ripping you apart, to sickness, to the elements, and all these other things. And they said, you know, at least he was quick and fairly humane. I was, like, sitting there kind of in shock going, wow, wasn't expecting to bring that through for someone. <laughs> That's kind of odd, but... It's comforting, too. Well, it also makes me think of the animals that we actually eat, you know, our ground mm, beef the, and chicken the millions and things. millions of millions of them? Correct. Yes. Do they know what they're coming into? They do. See, I used to be a staunch vegetarian when I first came into this. Yeah, I would I would have guessed. Well, yeah, I can uh, understand and that. I'm going to probably tick off more than a few people, but uh, I'm not right. a staunch vegetarian because all life feeds off of other life for the most part. Yes, it's the way it's set up down here. And I subscribe to the Native American way of viewing things, where everything has spirit. And I'm including rocks and creeks and rivers and everything else, because mm. we, we could do a whole other show on that. They would honor the spirit of the animal that had provided sustenance for them, and they would make sure that they did not waste it, you know, treat it with disrespect. So the relationship that they had with their prey was much different than what we have today. Today, it's such a sanitized version that you tell a kid that McNuggets come from chickens. They're like, what? Are you kidding me? <laughs> I know it. <laughs> yeah, they don't put two and two together. At least a lot of them don't. One of the big things I want to do is to start to teach other people to do what I do. Because it's not that difficult once you start to understand the concepts that are employed and how to make that contact. It's understanding the binary nature of the communication and understanding that our mind is a viewing area for more than just our own thoughts and that when you have that song coming through in your mind that you haven't heard for a while and yes. all of a sudden you're hearing sitting on the dock of a bay right. and you're going wait a minute my grandpa used to sing that song all the time grandpa is that you and if you get a little pulse of energy coming through when you say that and you start to get tears welling up through you and you're going wow, I'm getting emotional. I can't even really put my finger on it, but boy, Grandpa, and you say his name again, and you get this energy wash over you. Oh, yeah, you're connecting with Grandpa. He's contacting you. Charles, this is amazing. I, I'm just looking at the clock, and it's time for us to bring this episode to an end, unfortunately. Oh. But yeah. a question, you know, just a personal question, because I... Please do. I, well, it's not that personal. It's just pretty much my aunt and I have suffered a lot of loss, both in mm -hmm. our family and with our pets. And obviously we're 
across the country from you. Is can we find a way to call in together and book an appointment? Oh, absolutely. With you and yeah, do that, that kind that of thing. would certainly be not a problem. Okay. I, I work worldwide. Um, I have clients in every single corner of the globe, pretty much every day. And one thing we didn't talk about, and that is language barriers. There is yeah. no barrier. Um, I've channeled in foreign languages, Hebrew, Tagalog, Cantonese, you name a language I've spoken. I don't understand what I'm saying, but I just parrot what I'm hearing from spirit. So there's all kinds of things that are possible. Oh, that's amazing. Um, but yeah, certainly doing it um, regardless of where you are in the world is not a problem. We I, can I do love a Skype that. conference. We could do it uh, just a phone, regular phone whatever. conference. Um, we can do it in a chat room. makes no difference to me. Do you know, it's interesting because even though I've done all the research I have about life after death and talked to lots of people and heard these great stories, you know, I'm still human and I have my... Uh, uh, doubts or down days or sad days and just you just boosted my spirits so much oh, right you. now and it's just like it's just like a nice little reminder that we don't die this is real no. you know oh, and, absolutely and be compassionate Even if you don't want it to be yeah exactly <laughs> but but it really does impact our lives and even just the visceral uh, experience you're talking about is just yeah to yeah. really feel our use our senses and well the and, first thing that happened to me when it all took place, when I had that first experience, it wasn't so much fear. It was this wash of relief because my understanding, of course, uh, which a lot of people share, is that at death, you snuff out and that's it. And I was scared because it was like, well, gee, man, that means like you're doing all this work and you can't save it. It's like playing a video game where you don't have a save mode. Right. (laughs) Did not like. And then I come to find out that there's an indelible record made of absolutely anything and everything you ever do. Some people call it the Akashic Record or whatever. Mm -hmm. And that that's accessible by anyone else in spirit. And that they can read that. And that there's this great sense of unity and this sense of family and togetherness. And when you return to spirit, it's not a sterile environment. And that those uh, who are your ancestors come out of the woodwork and they help you with the process of getting your feet back under you. And we're uh, not humans having spiritual experiences. We're spirits having a human experience here. Yes. But I digress. I understand where our time is up. Any closing thoughts? It's killing me because I don't want to hang up. But we're going well, to, and we're going to well, do something else um, again. I think that the number one thing is for people to realize that if you dismiss your loved one's attempts to connect with you as being chance or coincidence and so right. on and so forth, imagine if you will, you're walking down the street, the phone rings, the phone, you know, a public pay phone. You pick it up. It's grandma. They're an imposter. They're just messing with Right. Them. And you hang it up. Or you go, that's just a coincidence. And someone else is the same name. <laughs> yes. And after a while, they stop trying. Because if they're not getting through, why, why would you continue to waste your effort? So the more that we accept or acknowledge that, they, A, they exist, B, contact is real, C, they can help us, the more benefit that that understanding of the relationship that we can develop with them will have in our lives. And they can be really subtle messages coming through it can be very subtle and it can be very very overt so you know it can be as simple as turn left don't turn right and i do it and i save my life because <laughs> oh, if i turned man. right i would have gotten t-boned yes yes you know, things like that those things really do happen oh charles thanks so much oh you're welcome oh. And of course anybody can get a hold of me at uh, the world wide web at uh, yep. charlespeden.com and come join us on one of our weekly psychic or medium classes at we don't die Com. This is Sandra Champlain, and a warm thank you for listening to Shades of the Afterlife on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network.
And if you like this episode of Shades of the Afterlife, wait until you hear the next one. Thank you for listening to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network.